0: And I would like to welcome those who are watching this on LifeGate Outreach TV or listening on podcasts in iTunes. Uh, I want to say thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being there all through the year. And thank you for the testimonies, like I always share, that you have been sending from time to time. We're encouraged by them because it's good to hear that God is doing what he's doing in your lives, just like we are also experiencing here. And we pray that God's grace will continue to be sufficient for you in the name of jesus now if you are sat here and you don't know some of our online portals if you go if you are subscribed to podcasts you can subscribe to podcasts and just search for livegate outreach center it's a free subscription just subscribe to it you will get audio messages usually up to the uh, last sunday but at times there's a slight gap there uh, of a few a couple of weeks um, but it's usually up to date and um, you can also subscribe to us freely on LiveGate Outreach TV. That's on YouTube, where you will get the messages of every Sunday, uh, latest by the Monday morning after the uh, message has been preached on Sunday. So I want to encourage you to have those and share with friends. Uh, with, that is why we are called LifeGate Outreach Center. We are specifically mandated to spread the word of God as much as God helps us. So let us do that together. And God bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. We are on a series titled, Prospering by Divine Help, which we started early last month. And as you can see the banner on the screen, we have covered quite a few. I wouldn't go through everything again because of our time. As I said, you can find them on the subscription, uh, on the channels that uh, we, we provide them online. But today's theme is celebrating King Jesus celebrating King Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand. A big, big hand. Amen. And um, as is the custom in this church, every Sunday before Christmas, this is our theme. Whatever the theme of the month is, it fits in and it has always been our theme. So we, we do this intentionally and strategically to remind ourselves what christmas really is all about and we as children of god those named the name of the lord what we ought to know thank you very much sir what we ought to know in terms of how we should celebrate christmas and how we should uh, thank god thank you sir and how we should be thankful to god for such an awesome privilege now believers must know the reason why we celebrate christmas much more than anyone else the whole world i've had the privilege of being in several parts of the world including the middle east where islam of course obviously is the predominant religion around christmas in my life and i've seen that everywhere in the world i've never come to a place i'm yet to find one and i could be corrected where christmas is not celebrated Where people do not actually celebrate Christmas, or at least make a mention of Christmas and rejoice at celebrating it. So, but we as Christians, we who name the name of the Lord and are called Christians, the followers of the way of Christ, must know exactly what it means to celebrate Christmas. Amen. And so this is why I want to, this is why we do this every Sunday before Christmas. And also to prepare ourselves for the what I always call the biggest Christmas Christmas event in town. Celebrate the King. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. We will we'll be having the sixth version of our Celebrate the King service tomorrow, which is Christmas Eve. It always takes place every Christmas Eve. And uh, we have it tomorrow night this year from 7 p.m. to 10 Come on time, come before 7, because guests will be here at 7, so we who are hosting them should be here before 7 to make sure everything is in place and we can have a good time. We normally have a bit of uh, things to eat from about 7 to about 8, so don't miss that, and then that gives you enough energy to come up and uh, praise God, doesn't it? So we want you to be a part of every inch of the celebration, and I know that God is going to bless you in Jesus' name. And so today's theme is Let's Celebrate the King. We have been reading from 3 John verse 2, and I'm going to start again from there. As we read together, 3 John chapter 1, which is 1 verse uh, verse 2. The Bible says, let's read together. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Let's read it again. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now this is very important, very, very important because this is why Jesus came. And I know that many people always have this feeling that the moment you talk about Jesus Christ and prosperity, you are going into heresy. You are going into what people would term dangerous grounds in theology. What people would term in our days dangerous grounds, because of the extremities that like I've explained over the weeks and the abuse that has come to this divine understanding of Scripture. The Bible says, "Let's read the next verse." Second Corinthians chapter nine, chapter eight, verse nine. Let's read that together. It says, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you." Through his poverty might become rich Now look at your neighbor And look at them and say you You. Say I mean you You. Through Christ's poverty poverty Should become rich rich. Is that not the scripture? Now those are not my words If you have another translation Another version, another language You can go and read it If it's not saying the same thing come back and tell me The Bible says, we, through his poverty, might be rich. Now, the word rich is what has caused confusion. Many people have associated rich to money, to big houses, to mansions, to to big cars, and so many things. Now, those are just fragments. Those are just very little bits of it. They are good things, but they are not the emphasis talks about the richness of the spirit of man it talks about the richness of the soul of man a rich spirit is a spirit that is settled about their eternal life knowing fully well that this life that we currently are in is not the end of it A rich soul is one that is always joyful regardless of circumstances and situations. A rich soul is the one that is full of hope and expectation in God. A rich soul is the one that has overflowing abundance of joy and peace. This is what the rich is. Hallelujah. Yes, please feel free to give the Lord a big hand of praise. This is the wealth he has brought that is the riches he has brought but our world has been so confused to minimize riches to thousands and millions of pounds and billions of dollars that's not where it ends thank god for those and we 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 pray for those where god is willing to empower us in that regards but we must understand that it's not about money it's not about those things but about a complete total deliverance from every kind of poverty he took that poverty so that he can give us wealth he took that poverty so that he can give us riches hallelujah we all accept that he took our sins so that we can become saved how many people accept that We all accept that by his stripes we are healed. How many of us accept that? So why on earth do we stand against the word of God that said he also took our poverty, made himself poor so that we can be rich? He wept so that you can no longer weep. He wept so that you should no longer weep. He sorrowed so that you should no longer sorrow. He did not lack. He lacked so that you should no longer lack. When he was hung up on the cross And they were spitting at him And they were calling him names And they ridiculed him He took every shame that was possible to take So that you and I can no longer be put to shame The Bible says for my sake Is that, is that what he said? Say for pastor's sake He said yet for pastor's sake he became poor Is that what the Bible says? He said for your sake Talk to your neighbor He say for your sake yes. Say I mean for your sake He became poor. That's why he came. He became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. So I want to settle this so that we understand. When we talk about celebrating this king, he is a king that is not like no other king. Every other king taxes their citizens in order to maintain their palaces and to maintain their governments. This king is the only king that takes upon himself the ability to produce and give to his citizens. He is the only king that takes upon himself the ability to use of his heavenly resources and bless his earthly citizens. This is the king we are talking about. His name is Jesus. The prophecy of his birth indicates that he will empower us through his authority as a king. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 will be read across altars all over the world this week because it is the most powerful Old Testament prophecy that told us about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 9, let's read from verse 6. The Bible says, "'For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given.' And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Before we move on to verse 7, look at that. The Bible says, Unto us a child is born. And I always say at this point in time, thank God for the born child. And then unto us a son is given. Say, thank God for the given son. Say it like you mean it. Say, thank God for the given son. The born child and the given son are one and the same, but they have different manifestations in the scheme of things. The born child is the one we celebrate today. Jesus Christ's entrance into this earth as man, son of man. We celebrate it because without that entry, there could have been no hope for the given son to take place that is why the bible says for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given when we were on evangelism yesterday i met a sweet old lady fairly old lady who uh I, i i gave the tracts and invited for the program and she she stopped and said to me but son you know jesus never said we should celebrate christmas I said, of course, he didn't need to say so. I didn't say to my parents that they should be celebrating my birth. And uh, they celebrate my birth every time when I was a child. He didn't need to say so. He said, and then she said, and then there's no way and she said, I should show her in the Bible. You know when you're on evangelism, you have to be thinking very quick. You are, you are stick, speaking with somebody and you are still giving tracks to other people. So I was not losing concentration as to why we were there, but I, I gave her the attention. She said, show me from the Bible where it, it is December 25 that Jesus was, uh, was was born. And I said there's no, no evidence of that. But I said, ma'am, do you believe that he was born? She said, yes. I said, so why not celebrate it? Whether it's January 1 or April 4 or December 25. It makes no difference. We just celebrate that he was born. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. My earthly grandfather is going to be with the Lord. He died in the year 1995, just a few months before I got married. And um, we never knew his birth date. We had no idea. There was no birth certificate when he was born. There was no records of how he was born. We didn't even know where he was born. (laughs) Because people were born in their homes and there were no records as at the time he was born. We believed he was born in the late 1800s because of his testimony of how he was converted when the Sudan Interior Mission people came to uh, West Africa and they started the EQUA movement uh, in, in around about 1904 thereabouts. So he was obviously, we believe he was of age, and that is where we have been calculating his age. So when he died, we said he was 110. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we celebrate his birth. What is so important about when somebody is born? The important thing is that that person was born, and they made impact. Jesus was born. Hallelujah. The Bible says a child was born. And a son was given. Hallelujah. Amen. So we will celebrate. And as Christians we must celebrate this emphatically. The world is trying to do everything they can. To snuffle out the celebration of Christ in Christmas. And I am just praying that believers must not be asleep. The subtle attempt to represent Christmas as Xmas Is gaining grounds. Just so that that X will one day become something. Some other name if we don't move and keep telling the world that it is christ mass, it is about jesus christ the one that was born and the one i was given who has a government then we are allowing in my country my home country nigeria when i was very young the first 30 years of my life all i knew was military rule and these guys used to take over by force when a weak government when a government becomes weak Another set of military guys would take strategy and then they get rid of him. At times, violently, by death, they kill the person. Or at times, they just find a way to eliminate them. When people get laxed, governments change. But there is a government we have been promised here. The Bible says there is a government that will be on the shoulder of this born child that we celebrate. The Bible says, and his name will be called what? Wonderful. The first name that Jesus has is that he is full of wonder. He is like no other king. He is a wonderful king. The first name that he has is that he is a wonder-walking God. He said he will be called Wonderful. He will be called Counselor because he knows that you and I cannot survive in this dark age without his counsel. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. The people are delivered. He is called Mighty God because he knows that there will be so many gods contesting for your life. There will be so many little gods contesting for your soul. But this is called the Mighty God. The Almighty God, the God of all gods. Hallelujah. I thought you would give him a big hand of praise because he's God almighty. He's God almighty. He's God almighty. He will be called everlasting father because you see, you will have a father in this life. You will have a father. You have a father. Maybe they're still alive. Maybe they've gone away from us. But you know something? You have an everlasting father. The one that is going nowhere because he is your father from now. He is your father tomorrow. He will be your father forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are assured in the comfort of your everlasting father, you understand that thank God for biological fathers, but they are temporal. This is the work of every father in the house. Point your family to the everlasting father. Tell them that Jesus Christ, with or without you, Jesus Christ remains their everlasting father never try to take the place of the everlasting father by not allowing your children to know the everlasting father in good time the everlasting father is not god the father the everlasting father is jesus christ and don't tell me you are confused about that amen there is god the father god the son and god the holy spirit but the bible says that Son is also going to be called what everlasting father so it is also a name that he bears. And he's called the Prince of Peace, so that you and I can continue to enjoy peace. The Bible says his peace he lives with us. Jesus spoke this words. He said, not the kind of peace that the world gives. Many of us are looking for peace in various places. But Jesus was born and is born so that you and I can have peace beyond human understanding. So at his birth, the glory of God was revealed to mankind. And the peace he brought was also declared. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. We're going to be reading a lot of scriptures now just to help us with this. You can write them down and go over them later on if you have the time. Because you'll be blessed. You need to be able to explain Christmas to people. One thing we strive in this church by the grace of God is so that we are sound as much as God helps us with the word of God. If I didn't know my scriptures yesterday, I would stand like a fool in front of that precious lady. She said, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, and uh, you know, we, we don't celebrate Christmas, and we don't. And I said, it's not really about whatever it's called, a Christmas or December 25, but that a, son is given, a child is born, and a son is given. And the angel, like we're going to read in Luke chapter 8, told us to give glory to God. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Let's go together. Now there were in the same country, shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 9. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were what? Greatly afraid. Now, you see, the world world is still greatly afraid. The fear in the world today is expressed in different ways. Amen. Amen. The fear that is existing in the world today is is expressing itself in different ways. The rebellion of people not wanting to hear about Christ, not wanting to do the things that pertain to Christ. A lot of people yesterday, when they look at our flyers and they see the word church on it, they say, they move back. Some even say to me, I don't do church. And I've asked some, what do you know about church? Just because everybody you ever met in life said they don 't do church, you two don 't do church and they say i don 't know anything but i don 't do church <laughs> It is the fear it is the fear that there is a glorious God that is calling for every man 's life to be to be taking over, but they, we are not supposed to be afraid. Look at verse 10. The Bible says, And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, Christians, Muslims, Jewish, the Buddhist." Is anyone you can think of. Everyone, even atheists, those that even say God does not exist. He said he brings these good tidings which should be great joy. Because this savior is a savior that has not come to bring fear and to make life more difficult like the devil is convincing many people. But he has come to give them good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. Many people today are rejecting Christ because they think the cross of Christ is too demanding. And yes, it is demanding but if you understand that christ gives you a cross and he carries it by himself then you know that he's not demanding at all he said to me he said to us in his word he said come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest he said cast your cares upon me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light very light Hallelujah. You can read that in Matthew eleven twenty eight. He said, my yoke is easy. I don't have the yoke of the devil that is troubling, that is heavy, that is worrisome. And a lot of believers are living the yoke of Christ and following the yoke of the devil. When you don't know how to carry follow god and pursue god it is inevitable that you will carry the yoke of the devil but nobody here will carry the yoke of the devil in the name of jesus he said i bring you good tidings of great joy and it will be to all people not just christians not just people who love the lord for god so loved the world And He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. God so loved the world. So we don't write off anybody. Yesterday again, I mean I'm referring to yesterday a lot because it was a very, very busy day for us. And again I want to thank everyone who was able to make it to the outreach. Very powerful time. Lovely weather yesterday. And so many people, we had to keep coming back to take more flyers and going back there. Now, you need to understand the Bible says God loved everyone and the joy is for all people. Many of us are usually tempted to want to present the gospel to people that we think would receive the gospel. So when you see somebody coming in a particular apparel and attire and it doesn't look like he's going to... <laughs> you, just, you just face the other direction and go. good. <laughs> but you see he loves them all. So I didn't stop. Even I saw a lady wearing a full burqa. It's just that I couldn't reach a hand. I said, God bless you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because he came for every one of us. And we must understand that this is why he came. He is the king that wants a relationship with all mankind. The Bible says in verse 11, let's go to verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a what? A savior who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Let's read verse 13 and 14 to know why we celebrate the king. And why as Christians we must celebrate Christmas differently from everybody else. Let's read it together. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of what? Heavenly hosts praising God and saying, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill to all men. This is what Christmas is all about. This is the celebration. We are to give glory to God in the highest. And we should always express the, His goodwill through us to all men. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, God is through us diffusing a, a fragrance of His knowledge in every place. So when we say to people, Merry Christmas, it should not just be the casual Merry Christmas. We say Merry Christmas. When we say Merry Christmas, we say it intentionally, purposefully, saying joyful Christmas, goodwill Christmas, blessed Christmas. Every one of us must understand that this is why he came. And we must give him the glory. And when we come tomorrow, what we do in this church... Is that we give him the glory as much as is physically possible for us. We celebrate, we dance, we sing. And the choir is set again. That is why we have invited people and people will be coming by the grace of God. I want us all to come expectant. It's not just because it's Christmas day on Tuesday, so we're doing something on Monday night to just sing carols. And to just sing songs we are going to worship god give him glory i say we'll give him glory the bible says we give him glory in the highest and on earth there will be peace and goodwill will be extended to all men in the name of jesus so this given son is the resurrected son who was highly exalted and given a name that is above every other name as we know from philippians chapter 2 from verse 9 the bible says therefore god has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name verse 10 let's read verse 10 loud and clear that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of in those in heaven of those on earth and of those under the earth verse 11 and that every tongue should confess That Jesus is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now the word should there is important. Every tongue should. Every tongue is expected to. Every tongue should be given the opportunity to. Every tongue must be spoken to. So that they should also confess Jesus. Every tongue must be exposed to the name of Jesus. So that they should also confess Jesus Christ. To the glory of God the Father. That takes us back to Luke 2:14. He said we give glory to God in the highest. Yeah. So we must understand that this is a mandate for us. Christmas for us, I've I've always celebrated Christmas ever since I was a child, because I grew by God's privilege in a Christian family. But every year, I got a deeper understanding of what Christmas really is. Christmas for us is above all the feasting, it's above all the... And all those things are so good. Oh, I used to look forward to Christmas as a child. Because you ate and ate and ate until you could eat no more on Christmas Day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody I read something very funny in social media yesterday. They said, Why did we enjoy Christmas much more as children than nowadays? Somebody said you were not paying for all the food before. <laughs> That's by the side. But is it true in a way? Free things, free things are usually easier to enjoy. <laughs> I always charge men everywhere we go, and I'm having men's meetings. I always say, you know, men are burden bearers. They are always strategizing for family. That's why in John chapter 6, Jesus said, make the men sit down. When he wanted to give bread, all the men were standing. What is there for my family? (laughs) He said, make the men sit down. Let them relax. When you go on holiday, ladies, tell your men, relax. You hear me? Tell your husband, relax. Eh? I hope the ladies are hearing me. Because men don't relax. They don't relax. You are eating. They are calculating how much the food is going to be. (laughs) They are saying tomorrow this is the plan. We will do the city tour and go to order. The man is calculating how much is coming from his bank account. Just keep tapping him. Say, honey, relax. Hallelujah. (laughs) Men must understand that God is highly exalted and we will continue to give him praise. Hallelujah. He is the one through whom we have life. The Bible makes us to understand that we have life through him. And that life is the light of men. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life and that life was the light of men. In him was life and that life that he has and gave to us. Now notice that the life that he spoke about is small l which is the life that he has given us. We don't have time, but if you read up to verse 5, it talks about John the Baptist coming to be a witness of that life, and that light, and it has a capital L. So he said, in him was light, and said, and that light, in him was life, let's go back to verse 4, sorry. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Verse 5 now. He said, and that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The life he gave us is abundant life. John 10.10, 10, the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The work of the devil is to destroy. There is no westernized devil. There is no devil that is western or devil that is African or Asian. Is one Satan and he has one purpose to steal to kill and to destroy and there is only one Jesus Christ and his one sole mission is to give us life and life in abundance so the life that we have the bible says go back to verse 4 in him was life and then he gave us that life that life he gave us is to stop every work of the enemy from stealing i say from stealing I say from stealing, from killing, from destroying. That is why the life was given. And then verse 5, it said, and that life shines in darkness. That light shines in darkness and darkness is not comprehended. He also came to stop every form of darkness. Darkness represents the walkings and machinations of evil, causing you to experience things that bring weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Bible says that is the place that people who are unprofitable, people who refuse to serve the Lord, are cast into. It's not a place for those who have been redeemed. He said those people will be cast into utter darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. He wants to prevent you and I from weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so, he shines that light in the darkness. And the darkness will never be able to comprehend it in your life and in my life. In the name of Jesus. We must also understand that he is our Lord and King. And he has also made us kings and rulers, to rule and reign with him. It's one thing for us to understand that we have a king, but it's another thing to understand that as subjects in this kingdom, we are also kings. That is why we call him the king of kings. We call him the king of kings because, as we read in Revelation 5, we'll read it later on, he has also made us kings and priests. Hallelujah. Psalms 47. I want to read from verse 1. He said, oh, clap your hands, all ye peoples. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. This is why we clap hands and we shout in his presence. Verse 2, the Bible says, for the Lord most high is awesome. He is what? Can you see the capital K? He is what? A great king. He is a king like no other. This king is not over the United Kingdom. This king is not over Europe. This king is not over any country in Africa. This king is over where? All the earth. So whoever is named a king, either by throne or by position or by influence in your life, they remain subject to this king forever. In the name of Jesus. Verse 4 says, he will do what? Verse 3 says, he will do what? Subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. This is why every week when we pray in this place, from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to verse 23, when we get to that verse that says, and he put all things under his feet. What do I say? As I say it, what? again. And he put all things under his feet. And what do I say again? I say, say it again. And he put all things under his feet. So as to remind you that all things are all things. And whatever is trying to rise above his feet in your life. And trying to show you that he is above his feet. You keep reminding yourself. He has put all things under his feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says he will subdue the peoples under us. Now, we know, according to Paul's revelation in the New Testament, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Because, you see, you have to be very careful with Pentecostal brethren. They are very sharp. Somebody will read that and say, oh, the peoples. Okay, my boss, my wife. (laughs) No. (laughs) He's not talking about those kind of peoples. He's talking about the spirit that influences people against you. There are spirits that rise up in people and just want to torment you. They just want to cause a hindrance in your life. They operate in different ways. The Bible says he will, this king, will subdue all those peoples under us and every nation under our feet. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Verse 4 says, he will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. This will be your portion in Jesus' name. I'm going to close with two scriptures that I want you to always remember. I always share verses by the grace of God that have blessed me. I hardly share any verse from the Word of God that has not made it tangible. Can we look at the baby at the back with the camera, please? And we need to just understand that there are opportunities for us, opportunities for us not to be uh, to, to to engage with the spirit of Christmas as much as is possible. Amen. First Timothy chapter one verse seventeen. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. Those of you that have been here long enough will know that I share this scripture a lot. And particularly at this time. So that we can understand this king. 1 Timothy 1 17. Let's read together. Now to the king eternal. Now to the king immortal. Now to the king invisible. To God who alone is wise. Be what? Honor and glory. Forever and ever. This king deserves the glory, the honor and the glory forever. Now look at it very well. There is no other king anywhere that is eternal, immortal and invisible. Every king that you know on this earth, including the queen of this country, her majesty, are visible. Have you ever seen, there is a meeting somewhere and they say the queen is present. And then you look around, you didn't see her. They say, no, she's an invisible queen. No, you will see her sat right there. Hallelujah. Thank God for her. Very strong woman. She'll stand up and read her speeches by herself. Powerful. At 94? Am I correct? I'm trying to guess her age again. 94 well you know when you reach certain age even to know what it is is. <laughs> when you cross 85 you have uh, my father is almost in that group now when you cross that age people will just be giving you 90 92 90, because because you have tried <laughs> hallelujah the bible says this king with a capital k is eternal he is the king that rules from now and forever Eternal means that he is not a natural king. He is immortal. It means whatever name he has can never ever change. It means he is invisible because he is not visible to the naked eye. That's why Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, They that God is a spirit and they that must worship him will worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. He only released himself. In John chapter 1 we were told that and the Word became flesh by choice. But he did not remain flesh. He only came as flesh to sacrifice himself as that lamb that was to give us the victory as we read in Revelations 5. And ultimately we must be giving him honor and glory forever and ever. And so will it continue to be in the name of Jesus. So friends, we will celebrate him eternally. The joy of Christmas is that for us Christians Christmas is every day. Yes. Every day. I said every day, I said every day, we don't wait till December 25 before we celebrate this great king, he is king over all, every day, every time, and we celebrate him always, this is the believers Christmas, it happens every day. And we must understand that like the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 5, we read the whole chapter. For those of you listening to the podcast or watching the audio, uh, watching the video, we read in the scripture reading Revelations chapter 5 from the whole chapter, verse 1 to 14. But I want to quickly end this on verse 9 to verse 12. The Bible says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy. Let's read it together. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain. And have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So regardless of where you've come from, regardless of who you are, regardless of your gender, the Bible says he has redeemed every tribe and tongue and every kind of people and nation. Let's read verse 10 together again. And have made us what? Kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign where? On the earth, this talks about the kind of prosperity we're talking about. Reigning on the earth means God has given you the ability. They said, I have given you authority. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. He said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and serpents and scorpions. He said, And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing. Somebody say, Nothing, nothing. shall any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Yes. So when you are going to work, you don't go to work as an ordinary person. When you are in a place, you don't stay. When you come on a flight, you don't, you don't uh, 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 embark on the flight as, as an ordinary person. You sit down and command the entire atmosphere and say, the king is here. Amen. Hallelujah. You just say it once and you go to sleep i have a friend i won't tell you who he is because he's right here he told me that he can sleep even before the plane moves (laughs) hallelujah that is rest that is rest. some people will not sleep you are you the pilot (laughs) <laughs> if you were the pilot, then you would be in the front there. They gave you a seat at the back so that you can sleep. The people who should not sleep are not sleeping. At times, they even sleep. You know that pilots sleep these days. They put it on autopilot and they go to a car. And then you, you are not sleeping. <laughs> the man they gave charge to fly the jet is sleeping. You, you are not sleeping. You must understand that we are reigning and we need to understand the king he has made us so that we command our environments when you are going to work and it's always heated up and there's problem with that department that section that person that line manager that subordinate that peer whoever they be you call them by name in your bedroom before you go and you say I want to call a name. I'm struggling to find any name. Okay, whatever they are called. <laughs> Before you think I'm talking about you. You say, "I arrest you now in the name of Jesus and I decree peace over this circumstance." I have gone into many meetings like that where there have been series of meetings, these are professional circles now. Series of meetings and things have been heated up and there's going to be a potential of another heated up meeting. I identify the people causing the trouble and I go to my closet. I say, reprokotos frektu suplakaka, Andrew, Joshua, start to call their name. I say, right now, I command you to behave in the spirit. When we get to the meeting, peace shall reign supreme. Not because I did anything, but they're holding everybody up and they're causing trouble. When you get to the meeting and you appear, you'll be shocked. When they sit down, they see you. Everything changes. Hallelujah. (laughs) You need to understand some of these things because it is part of how we reign on the earth. When we are going on evangelism, we pray that no one will be strong enough by the empowerment of the devil to resist our words. Did you hear that disciples pray that, Lord, you will grant your servants boldness that they may declare the word? In Acts chapter 4 verse 29, you and I are not reigning as kings. We must command the things and command the environment. Hallelujah. This is who we are. We are kings on the earth hallelujah and the bible says let's go to verse 11 very quickly he said then i looked and i heard the voice of many angels around the throne living creatures and elders and a number of them with ten thousands and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands talking about so many verse 11 verse 12 let's read verse 12 together saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive what power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing forever and ever in the name of jesus please put up verse 13 for me as we rise to our feet